Hello and good evening, sapphics. Thank you for listening to the first episode of what I hope will be a continued series. Warning, this podcast is not safe for work and is not meant for minors. If you're underaged, please exit stage left and wait until you're an adult. I would be very uncomfortable with you listening to this. Now, some other warnings. Office Hours, written by the amazing In Erosion, has content that some may not feel comfortable with. This includes a college student-teacher relationship, an age gap of up to five years, mentions of abuse, and a lot of smut, including semi-public sex, that I will act out in detail. And when I say detail, I mean detail. Sound effects and all. So now's the time to get your headphones and make sure they work. Once again, thank you and Erosion for your support and permission to do this reading. Please leave kudos and comments for Office Hours as this episode would not exist without authors like In Erosion uh, creating fix like this. And here we go. Chapter 1. An Unfortunate Interruption It only took one lecture for Adora to realize that she really should have committed to something else. She liked to consider herself semi-charming, but that definitely wasn't the case in front of 250 bored faces. She kept having to rub her sweaty hands on her slacks. Her ponytail came undone, and the entire class was punctuated with constant ums, uhs, and oh no's. Yes, it was then that Adora deeply regretted not following her one and only unique dream of volunteering long-term with the Peace Corps. And so, even though she knew she probably got the job at Bright Moon University, because the department head said he just loved her eyes, she still felt lucky to be employed at all. Seriously, what was she supposed to do with a PhD in classical Ethereum history? Admittedly, Adora had expected teaching to be hell. But it wasn't. It started when Catra came by after class. Gorgeous and flirty. Apparently, they'd grown up in the same hometown. They even went to the same high school. Ketra knew about her, had even seen her around. Small talks in the lecture hall turned into long talks in Adora's office. And it was only when Adora noticed evening falling that they stopped. Surely a one-off, right? Ketra came back the next day too, that time with questions about class content. Seemed innocent enough until the teasing started. The jokes made Adora laugh so much. Far more than appropriate. Who could blame her, though? Ketra was funny. Her humor was dark, something more than a mere refresher. She didn't treat Adora like someone to gawk at, at least not half the time. Conversations felt natural, even when they were laced with teasing insults. (laughs) I can't believe you stayed in your PhD program because some guy told you you were too stupid to finish. What do you actually want? (laughs) What? Adora avoided the question. That's not the whole reason. For real. Tell me, do you even want to be a professor? You don't exactly act like one. Honestly, yeah, no. I, uh, I followed my friends to grad school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I kept following them, and well, I got this job, and now I'm here. Adora kept it light. In reality, she tortured herself through that PhD alongside her friends. She started it because she had no idea what she wanted other than the core. She only finished the darn thing through the combination of said ridiculously supportive friends, ramen noodles, 
a better-than-minimum-wage living stipend, and yes, that one guy who said she was too stupid to finish, and so she became supremely stubborn and angry at him for, like, three whole years. <sighs> Catra had listened to all that. Then? Then she called Adora an idiot. That's when Adora knew. She decided then to cut off any inappropriate contact between the two of them. But of course, that was never going to work. The tipping point was when Catra ran into her in a local bar a month and a half into the semester. They did shots together, mostly because Adora was already too tipsy to know better. No, they didn't sleep with each other that night. But the important part was that Catra didn't let the story slip to other students. She kept quiet. It almost seemed like fate when Ketra stayed after class the next day to ask about theming or something. Adora thanked her for her discretion and intended on leaving it there. It didn't get left there, not at all. She ended up pressed against the back wall of the lecture hall, and as fate would have it, Adora finally pulled Ketra in by the hips. When they parted, Adora knew she was royally screwed. So began their casual fling. At least lecturing didn't seem so bad after that. Speaking of which... Oh, yeah, so uh, just a reminder uh, that your papers are due tomorrow at midnight. So if you haven't started it yet, it's probably a good time to think about it. Adora said, knowing full well that no one really heard her. Some were staring, but none were listening. I'll see you all next Tuesday. Hey, Adora. Except Catra, of course. Adora suppressed an awkward smile, waiting until the lecture hall had mostly cleared before finally looking up. Could you at least try to call me Professor? Sure, Professor, Catra teased. Can I ask you a question, Professor? Or are you too busy right now? That depends. What's it about? Her lip twitched. I don't think I understand the essay prompt. Mind if I swing by for some help? Yeah, um, about that. I think I'm free at... Adora held her breath as she mentally ran through her schedule. A late lunch, obviously. Department meeting at 2.30. Now, Professor Genius. I mean now. Oh! Uh... <laughs> she knew she shouldn't flush this red. Yes, yes, we can. Uh, <clears throat> office? To Catra's credit, she did actually ask for tips on the paper. At least on the walk over. In fact, she was so incredibly detailed that Adora began to have the sneaking suspicion that it was already written. When they arrived at the office, no sooner had they entered than Catra shut the door and locked it. She had that look in her eyes. Adora's own eyes widened because for every encounter they'd had, no actual sex occurred in Adora's office. Everything they'd done before had been quick, negotiated right after class, yet still practically on a whim. They were stolen moments in various secluded areas, never to be repeated. Still compromising, but not quite like this. This was a step up. The door to the office was half-frosted glass, something that certainly did not conventionally lend itself to private sex. The chance of one of her colleagues suspecting something, or worse, was much higher. Frankly, it was her own fault for leading them here. Her brain had gone into overdrive. Hey, Catra smirked. Mischief bloomed over her face, and she sauntered towards the desk, Adora's desk, and pinched Aww. her cheek as she passed. <laughs> Cute. Adora found herself turned around. Her ridiculously cocky student carelessly wiped each stack of carefully organized papers 
and reports to the side, then sat. She didn't bother to be seductive at all. She didn't need to. She just watched Adora, kicking her legs out with a steady, against the expensive, mind you, hardwood of the desk. There were already dirty markings where the heels of her sneakers hit. She knew just how to press Adora's buttons in the most exciting way. Definitely don't do this here, Adora tried to scold herself. Tried. Just curious. Do you need another TA? Catcher cocked a grin, clearly sensing Adora's hesitancy. Then she picked up one of the early submissions and flipped it open. Are you sure about the first Aetherian War was the primary causal factor in the unification of the Six Kingdoms? During peacetime, the Empire remained the foremost provider of... That's C. I can already tell. We... we should... Catcher ignored her and looked up from the report. See, I'm a quick grader. Then let it dramatically fall down onto the ground beneath her. And I'm a quick learner. Adora stood where she had been for the last half minute. Halfway to the door, halfway to the desk. They shouldn't. Really, not in the office, but... Pleasure filled Catcher's face when the blonde eventually made her way over. You know, I need that paper. You shouldn't just... Adora pointed to the discarded report. Oh, Adora, I'm sure you do. Get it, then. She knelt down, anticipating, but was still caught off guard when a hand cupped her jaw and forced her to look up. Adora's mouth opened slightly in stupid disbelief, and that served as the perfect invitation for Catra to tug her into a rough kiss. Adora melted into her, abandoning the paper in favor of awkwardly standing to get closer to Catra. Catra didn't allow the kiss to last, pushing Adora's jaw back with the same force she had used to bring them together. Still, she gripped tight, keeping Adora close with the kind of vice expected of a young athlete. I want you right now. I don't want to wait another second, she breathed, eyes piercing and lips still almost touching Adora's. Do you? Adora struggled to form a coherent thought, let alone words. She never seemed to have any control near Catra. A heat spread between her thighs. She could almost feel Catra's too, because Catra took the opportunity to wrap them around Adora's waist, securely locking her instructor in place in front of her. A bold move. Well? Catra probed again and loosened her grip slightly, but Adora's jaw was numb. Her legs felt weak. A lie, of course. She was still standing. Catra tilted her head. I don't want to wait either, Adora whispered because she was nothing if not weak for Catra, even if her legs withstood such tests. Catra's lips curled into a smirk. (laughs) I love that about you, princess. Fuck, you look so fucking hot in that dress. You're unfair. Is that really why you couldn't wait? It was a fairly conservative dress, something quick to wear when the morning got away. Maybe. Before Dora could ask what else maybe might refer to, Catra abruptly dropped her legs from around her waist. The newly created distance did not last long. Adora shivered as Catra ran her hands under the hem of the dress and up her thighs. She was weak, unable to hide her excitement, fingers roaming with teasing short touches across bare skin. It took less than five seconds for her index finger to rub slick fabric. She knew exactly what to do, and it was also perfect because of it. Adora braced herself against the desk, barely withholding her urge to grind and with her palms flat on either side of Catra. So came their ritual, just more public than usual. 
Catra parted damp fabric from skin and slid her hand down to Adora's clit. Her touch remained delicate, until it wasn't, until a finger left its position to push inside, and that's when Adora's breathing hitched. That's when she lost all semblance of control, physical and emotional. Oh, God, how are you this perfect? <sighs> Adora lowered her gaze with a gasp, leaning in to press her face against Catra's neck. Catra seemed to freeze at that, taken aback perhaps. Even her fingers stopped working. Adora managed to look up in time to see the briefest expression of wonder disappear from Catra's face. It had been a momentary smile, a genuine one. It was as if only then she discovered the kind of power she held over the woman shaking from her touch. Catra ran a thumb over Adora's wet center while still inside. Adora couldn't withhold any moans, so Ketra helped absorb them with a few well-planned kisses. More acceptable was when Adora rocked her hips into Ketra's hand, awkward in theory, especially against the desk. But once Ketra added a second digit, Adora was far too lost to care. She assumed a similar position to before, dropping her head and pressing her lips to what showed of Ketra's collar. The woman actually quivered at that, her own breath catching. Dora whined with each pulse. She took in Ketra's scent. Uh, another uh, in. Ketra obliged without question. Several pumps in, and yet she wasn't as rough as normal. The teases weren't quite there either. They were hushed, words indiscernible. Perhaps she was simply marveling at the circumstance before her, but her dominance seemed to be more focused into each thrust, doing anything possible to make Adora finish. She pushed a fourth finger in without asking. It was then she truly started getting rough. The burn was slight, real, and entirely wonderful. It was so wonderful. Adora could hear it happening, that sound of fingers working into wetness, the rapid increase. Adora felt herself tensing, her shoulders bunched. Ketra. No sound came from Ketra, but wary, broken breathing. Adora had her delirious lust. She would change that breath soon. She would take care of Catra. She bit down on her skin, eliciting a jerk from her, and an arm came around Adora's waist to pull her as close as physically possible while still maintaining the pace of those pumps. The suddenness of being pulled closer pushed Adora right over the edge. Her hands left the desk to coil Catra's shirt as she found that peak. She muffled her cries of release against Ketra's skin. She held Adora, and Adora held her. Together, they slowly rode out the wave in what would probably become a well-practiced near silence. It was nothing like any sex they'd experienced before. It felt different, but she couldn't quite place how. Adora allowed herself the luxury of feeling Ketra's heat. She listened to the hard pittering of that heart. When its rate didn't slow, she peeked up to gauge Catra's expression. Glistening eyes told her that Catra was on the verge of tears. Had she been like that the whole time? Oh, Catra, are, are you okay? Did Adora do something wrong? Yeah, uh, yeah. Catra quickly wiped her eyes before anything more could come. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, you can tell me. You think I'm perfect. It was nice of you to say, I, I guess. Well, you are. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let me show you. 
deepened from the center of Adora's chest. Please, let me. Katrin nodded wordlessly. Adora left a painful kiss of appreciation against her jaw, then dropped down to her midriff. In the course of about a minute, and with a little help, Adora worked Katra's jeans and underwear off. She teased along her skin with a narrow line of kisses before settling herself between those slack legs, propping them up over her shoulders. Even after all that, Katra didn't want to fully relinquish her shaky control over Adora, so she tightly wound her fingers into blonde hair. Adora looked up into her eyes. You're beautiful. I'm going to make you feel it. Her grip on Dora's hair tightened. Beautiful. Dora, wait. I... I have to tell you something. Her voice shook. It shook in every syllable. Dora held herself ready to continue, but waited for her to speak. I... Their intimacy shattered with a crash outside the office. Then came the terrifying belief that someone had burst in. Both their heads instinctively snapped towards the door, forgetting entirely that it was locked. It was then they discovered that a secret such as theirs would do that, cause that unexpectedly high level of fear. It was the first time they'd had such a scare. It was the first time they fully realized the risk, too. Before, it was just a fantasy. The idle threat of university policy floating above their heads was kept at bay simply because Adora liked Catra too much. After that, what happened wouldn't be an easy thing to forget on either side. So even though nobody entered, the heart-stopping fear took over a minute to fade. By the time calm arrived, the purity of the moment had been corrupted. Adora's heart left her chest and constricted up into her throat. Suddenly the space between them became awkward, and so Adora stepped back a pace. Ketra reluctantly slid from the desk. She started pulling her clothes back on. Yes, something felt far more real about their situation after that. Adora felt stupid. Hey, I'm so sorry about your good. I'll see you at lecture, Katra said as she finished dressing. That vulnerability was clearly back inside. She hesitated, but pressed a short kiss to Adora's lips. Adora stood there, more confused than shaken. Wait, wh- what were you going to say? I think I'll tell you later. She flashed Adora a brief smile as she opened the door to leave, a hint of her usual mischief just barely peeking through. But then it was gone. Bye, Adora. Much like Catra herself. End of chapter one. Thank you for listening. Go leave kudos and comments on Office Hours, which can be found on AO3. Again, it's written by Inerosion. That's I-N-E-R-O-S-I-O-N. If you have change to spare and want to leave me a tip, I have a Kofi, which I have linked to my Twitter and will link in the episode description too. I apologize for the audio quality, but if this gets enough interest and I manage to scrounge enough money, I can buy a mic, which would make this podcast a lot better, and allow me to bang out episodes faster, pun intended. I also have a curious cat. I linked it to my Twitter, at EveningSapphics, all lowercase. I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. I'll also link my page on freesounds.com, where it'll show the sounds I've downloaded, some of which I've used, and some of which I didn't. I'm sure you've guessed that over half the sounds were made by me. Uh, Some obvious, some not so obvious. Maybe I'll do behind the scenes for that. But for now, goodbye and good evening, Sapphics.